Monday. Happy Monday to you and you and you. <sighs> I'm Linda. Welcome to the Melanated Way. Uh, I just don't even know where to begin right now, you guys. I was not ready. That's all I have to say. I was not ready. I mean, I knew all the backgrounds of the seven couples and the whole, all the things, but I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for the magnitude of wild that has happened. This is going to be a crazy season, you guys. Uh, season six. Season six. Is that facts? Season six of 90 Day Before the 90 Days. Uh, Y'all, it's a doozy. I have a lot to say, and I'm going to be saying a lot. Shout out to the live chat. Uh, you guys, bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show. Linda is so girly. Also, super chats and super stickers are much appreciated. That all being said, let's just jump right into it. Um, Evelyn, y'all, Evelyn should in. Oh, why am I calling her Evelyn? Oh, because I looked over and saw Evelyn Ray in the chat and I wanted to say hi. Hey girl, hey. Okay, hey Crystal, hey Stevie. Okay, let's talk about Amanda. Let me get my act together because I'm too wired up here. Okay. Woosa. Amanda should not be dating as far as I'm concerned. I feel like we hear her say that when they filmed, her husband just passed away in that same year. And every time she talks about it, she starts crying. And I feel like, hey, maybe take a break, maybe go through the grieving process. And I understand that she's like, hey, well, you know, everyone's grieving process is different. Um, Natatat, nope, this is gonna be my show. I'm covering by myself as I've done many a time in the past. She will be here. Um, tomorrow tuesdays for meet match me abroad uh so you can see april then love april love april love april so you'll see her on tuesdays when we cover match me abroad for season six i'm gonna go ahead and uh handle my business so amanda 31 from eunice louisiana she's actually in ohio right now because she's visiting her sister um, and also because, you know, she needs to drop off her babies because she's about to go to wherever. Where is this guy from? Romania. She's about to go to Romania for three weeks to meet her TikTok lover who she's never met in real life. Who, you know, I'll get into him in a minute. So I just think, you know what? I just don't think she's ready. I don't think she's ready. I think that also too, the 90 day fandom is gonna tear her apart. I think she's gonna have a lot of rude awakenings. And I just think that she should just hug on her babies and keep it pushing and let like a year or so um, just kind of let that all settle. Because again, your husband just passed. You were married to him for eight years. You have two kids from him, but what do I know? So they were best friends. And the saddest thing that literally brought a tear to my eyes, you guys, was that, you know, she didn't expect a future without him. That's what she said, right? She's like, I didn't expect a future without him. She's like, something was wrong with his chest, went to the doctors, doctors didn't see anything. 
he still felt something was wrong with his check his chest finds out that he has stage four terminal amplitory. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Cancer. And then dies 10 days later. 10 days later. Crystal says, I think maybe the show is too early. Maybe not the dating part. I agree with you, but I don't agree with you. And here's why I don't agree with you. Because I feel like she's only dating because she feels like she needs to fill the void. I feel like she's only dating because she doesn't know how to be alone. And just like her sister says, she's only ever been a, a wife and a mom. She doesn't know who she is by herself. And I think that she needs to like take a break, find out who she is, and grieve and mourn, and then reinvent herself as a single person. And once she's healthy and ha happy and whole again, then go and date. Um. <clears throat> Rebecca says, I'm trying not to judge because I feel so bad for her, but at least let a year pass. Facts. Facts. But again, everyone grieves in different ways. So I guess this is what she's doing. She's going to go on international TV and she's going to date her TikTok lover. So I just felt it was so sad finding out that, can you imagine you guys, her partner of eight years, her husband, her best friend, the person that she thought she was spending the rest of her life with gets diagnosed with terminal cancer and dies 10 days later. Like that is traumatic in and of itself. So she tells the kids that uh, daddy's gone to heaven. And then, you know, just the so sad junior is like, or JR is his name. JR was like, well, when will daddy be back? And then Alina, her oldest says, you know, People don't come back from heaven. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what are we doing here? I feel you guys that not just Amanda, like I'm feeling for Amanda. I'm feeling for David. I'm feeling for Ty Ray. Like, I don't know if this is the right show for you. I don't know if this is the right franchise for you because the fans are like, you got, you know how you all are, you know how you are. And I just think there's a lot of trauma with those three and I hope that we don't break them. That's what I hope. I hope we don't break them. Because like they seem like they have a lot of trauma that they're already holding on to. So she does say that her ex before, or her husband before he passed, um, wanted to her to find love again. But I don't know if he necessarily meant like, hey, find love tomorrow. Or find love, you know, four months from, from when I passed. But that's how she took it. And so she even said in her own words, to make time pass so that she didn't have to deal with her grief and didn't have to deal with the real world and what was happening, that she watched a lot of social media videos to pass time. And Razvan was one of the videos that she came across on TikTok. 26 years old, from Romania. He's a model singer, and social media entertainer. And when I tell you right about now, who who did that remind you of? Am I the only one that all of a sudden I was like, this is X person? Anyone? Who did you think of when this person said, I'm a model and I'm a singer and I'm a social media entertainer? I'll give you a hint. 
This person says they're an international superstar and also meets women on social media, but he goes through Instagram. Same thing. Anyone, anyone can guess. So <clears throat> you all know how I feel about online dating, specifically when you guys have never met. I just don't see that that's a real relationship. Yeah, you have an online relationship, but that's what it is. It's an online relationship. But you guys have never met in real life. And yet you guys are saying you're together. And <laughs> you did not, Ty did not say soda boy. <laughs> yeah, soldier boy. Soldier boy. Model, singer, and social media entertainer. Okay, so you met this fool on TikTok and you've decided that four months in, you guys are in a relationship. You guys say you love each other back and forth so much. How do you even know? How do you even know you love each other? You guys haven't even met. I, I just, I'm trying, I'm trying, you guys. I'm trying to be more open, but I just don't see it. I don't see it. And then what? And then all the red flags are already flying for me. She has two young kids. Okay. Fool's 26. You think he wants to be a stepdaddy and a provider for her, her kids? No, he wants to be an international superstar 2.0. Anyways, she's getting ready to meet Razvan in Romania. Uh, they continue to say throughout the episode, I love you. I love you so much. And my question is like, what do you love about the person? Honestly, what do you love about the person? What? Do you even know her last name? Now, the vibe I'm getting is that they met on TikTok and she needed something to pass her time and he wants to be an international superstar. And they had the idea that, hey, let's get cast on this show. And uh, Razvan can be the international superstar. And then she can take her mind off of her grieving process because she's going to be doing all this filming. That's what I think is happening here because I just don't see how you guys think that you love each other and you've never even met. I mean, like, honestly, you're dating someone off of TikTok and you've never met them. Stop it. Just stop it. Just you guys just stop it. So her sister Amber comes over and she's getting ready to go on her trip to Romania. So they have to go uh, get a spray tan. And, you know, gr girls and gentlemen watching, I'm black. I've never done a spray tan. I don't even know how it works. But I do want someone to explain it to me. I probably could Google it, but I know that one of you internet warriors out there is going to tell me exactly how it works. But she goes to the spray tan place. And I don't know, but everyone in those type of spray tan spa thingies all look the same to me. Like they just look like you can tell that they work at like a, a salon like that. So anyways, the woman sprays her down and I was just like, how does that work? Like how long does that last? And does it get on your clothes? And like, do you shower and it like eventually fades? And like, why did you think that you needed a spray tan specifically to go to Romania? Like I could get like, you want a spray tan to like go to, I don't know, friggin' Miami or something. I'm just... I don't know. I was curious. Let me know what you, you guys have to say about that. So 
I have to stay away from the live chat. You guys are killing me. Okay, so sister doesn't think she's ready to be dating. Sister doesn't actually even think that she should go. And I agree with her sister, Amber. Um, and, you know, she has that conversation. But Amanda wants to be like, well, you know, there's no playbook on grief. And my grief is, you know, going through what I'm going through. And maybe, you know, this is exactly what I need. And then this is what took me out, you guys. This is what took me out the most. When she said that maybe she'll come back engaged. So you're going to go to Romania for three weeks. You've already been married for eight years and you have two young children and you want to marry a 26 year old TikTok dancer. Is that what is that you've never met in real life and you know nothing about? Do you even know if he lives by, by himself? Because the clip they played, it seemed to me like he was living at home still. So how's that going to work? He's going to live at home and then you guys are going to get engaged and then he's going to come and live with you for the first time and two of your kids are going to be running around the place while you all are still grieving. How is that going to work out? Make that make sense for me. So then we also find out that there's another red flag that they've already quote unquote broken up several times already because they fight about his social media content. How do you, how do you break up if you're not in a real relationship? And then you're breaking up over social media content. So dude says, this is how I make money. I make money on social media. And then she says, oh, I don't want you to do it because I'm a jealous type. What are you jealous about? You haven't even met him. You think homeboy in the last four months hasn't gotten jiggy jiggy with it with anyone else? As I see him shirtless all day, every day online. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Um... Brandy Land says, uh, spray tans fade in a few days and some color rubs off on the first day. That sounds terrible. Sounds like you'd have to do laundry like right away. <clears throat> and so the sister, like me, says to her, why are you talking about marriage with a guy that you've never met? You've never met him. You fight a lot. And it's super fast after the death of your husband. So why don't you take a beat? Get to know yourself because you've always been, like I just said, a wife and a mom. And you're just covering the Jason void because you don't know how to do this by yourself. And I 100% agree with Amber. I think that this is a lot. It's a lot. You're dating, you're on international TV, you've got your partner just died. It's like a lot. Take a beat. I mean, you she can't, you guys, she can't even talk without crying every five seconds because she's still grieving. Can you imagine? And when you're grieving, you kind of just are not yourself. Right. And yes, I, I get that it's lonely and it's scary and the highs and the low of grief and it all. But like, I I would say, how about go and talk to a therapist first and get all of your feelings out. And if your therapist thinks that, you know, you're okay to date the TikTok dude in Romania, then do that. that. But I don't know. Seems like a lot going on. So she even says to her sister Amber that she's alone. She feels alone with the kids. She's lonely. 
And you guys, when you're lonely and desperation kicks in, you don't make wise decisions because you're making it from a place of want and you think you need. And that's not where you want to come from because once you get healthy and happy and whole again, you're not going to be that same person, right? So think about it. She's meeting this guy in her lowest, hardest time of her life. So she's a specific type of person right now. She's not going to be that same person when she gains her, her happiness and fullness back. So like, I just don't, I I don't know. Seems like it would be messier than than normal. So she's really worried about being alone. She's really worried that her kids need someone too. You know what? Your kids need you. Your kids need you and you need your kids and you all need to love on each other. And that's it. And the fact that you are still crying because it's so soon says so much to me, but she feels like she loves uh, Rosvin. And she's going to go to Romania for three weeks, leave her kids alone for the very first time um, since their dad passed. And I, again, I don't know if that, I'm not a parent, so I don't know, but I would think that if it's only been months since your husband passed, maybe stay with the kids. So they have like some stability still and, you know, talk through it with you. Crazy. Uh, Kathy says, She's trying to avoid the pain, butcher that, and she wants a quick fix replacement. And you're absolutely right. I think that too. She wants a quick fix replacement, but she can't replace an eight-year marriage with a TikTok dancer. You just can't do it. You just can't do it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Crystal says, yes, a therapist and bedroom candy first sounds better than dating without the TV. That part. So the other thing that was a red flag for me is that, so she calls Rosvan and they video chat, which I think, okay, that's great. Right. But she also lets her kids video chat with them and he like dresses up and chit chats with them. And I just think that that's too much. I think you're introducing another person that you have not even met. You don't know who he is. You don't know his history. You don't know if he's a good person. You don't know anything about him because you've never met him in real life. And now you're introducing your kids to him, even if it's on video, because the questions that your kids asked on the way to the airport were not really appropriate, but also showing you that they pay attention and kids know everything. And they see everything and they see you fawning over some new dude. And you might think, oh, I'm not telling them that this is the new man in my life. But they already know because guess what? You're spending all your time talking to him and saying, I love you. I love you so much. And if they've only ever heard you say, I love you, I love you to their dad, then they're probably thinking like you love him like you love their dad. Very, very messy. So he says, Rosman says that he's excited to see her. Um, and this also gave me 100% soldier boy vibes 
Because when she asked, what are we going to do? He's like, oh, we're going to go to the city and then we're going to shoot my music video. <laughs> oh, so just like Kimberly and Usman, she's going to fly half across the way of the world so that you can put her to work so she can watch you and be your set assistant and your stage manager and then have a hissy fit because she's jealous of the other beautiful women on set and then she's gonna have a fight with you because she's already told you she is a jealous type and it's gonna be a big waste of three weeks i don't get it but here we are been there done that been there done that so <laughs> she explains how she is a little bit um worried about his film and music career because uh, she gets jealous over his acting roles and they showed us the clip of his acting and you know whatever it was what it was what it was you can they didn't even show you like a proper clip all they really showed you is him kissing some girl in bed like whoop-de-woo uh the funny part that i thought was her son jr when asked you know what do you think that rosvin does for a living and jr's like oh you do push-ups and as your job and then rosvin's like yeah i got big muscles and then jared's like they're not that big they're tiny <laughs> oh lord then they have the conversation about children now you guys i always talk about what are the four things that you have to talk about before you get in a major relationship i'm not calling this a major relationship but Considering she has kids, this is something that she should think about before she even tries to enter into a relationship. So they do have one of the questions that I always say, which is the kids talk. And he walked around it. He's like, yeah, I'm not trying to be a dad. I'll, I'll be their friend and, you know, I'll play with them, you know, but that's about it. That's exactly where he's staying. He doesn't want to be a role model. He doesn't want to be a caregiver. He wants to be like the cool friend and she's looking for someone that's going to take care of her and her children. This ain't it, sis. This ain't it. So <clears throat> Sister Amber says, you know, you really need to figure out if you're just filling a void or if this is something real. and it's not real in my opinion because you haven't met this person in real life and even when you go visit him you're on vacay and being on vacation is different than actually being with someone on a day-to-day -day basis and knowing what their ins and outs are in their daily routine so i don't know this is just a bad look so kids ask her what are you gonna do in romania uh her daughter's like can you bring me back a pony her son says, are you going to sleep in Rosvin's bed? And it was all just very awkward from there. So they get to the airport. They say their goodbyes. Auntie Teresa's there to pick up the kids. The kids are going to stay uh, with Auntie Teresa. I was curious why they weren't staying with her sister, Amber. But I guess that's neither here nor there. Then Amanda's like, She's excited to go because she thinks that God brought this dude into her life. And I just don't know if that is necessarily the case. 
Moving on to Gino and Jasmine. Oh, Lord. Okay, I have to do something really quick. <laughs> I have to jump over to another screen. Um, and I just need you guys to see this because it's just wild. It's wild to me. Hold the line. Okay. Got it. Got it. You guys, we all remember Gino and Jasmine from the previous season of Before the 90 Days. And we all know Gino's situation with hats. Gino thinks he's upgraded from ball caps to whatever this fedora type hat is. You guys, come on. Why are we still here? Why are we still here, Gino? You didn't listen to the fans. You didn't hear any feedback. You didn't think like, hey, I'm a 53-year-old man. I just need to get over it. Like, some women love bald men. They think it's sexy. Like, can we just get past this hat situation? Because upgrading to this little whatever this is, fedora-type hat, is not a good look. I, I prefer you wear the ball cap because whatever's happening here is a hot mess. <sighs> so, Gino, 53, Michigan. He opens the scene at a hair salon, and Jasmine has asked him to pick up some hair extensions for her. He knows nothing about hair extensions, so he's trying to find out uh, from the women at the salon, and he finds out that one box is $320. And you guys, if you know anything about extensions, that's about right. It's it's expensive to get your hair done and put extensions in if you want to do your whole head. So they're like, it's five boxes. And he's like, no. I hope she doesn't think that I'm buying all this hair. Maybe I'll buy one box, like a sample, and bring it to her. And it just brought me back to when he was bargaining for the engagement ring. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you got to have those finance talks. Some people are spenders and some people are not spenders. And some people are like really tight with it. And some people are not. And Jasmine does not want to be tight with Gino's money. So <clears throat> he talks about how, you know, he is kind of cheap and Jasmine gets mad at him for being so cheap. And I'm like, you know who your woman is. You know exactly who she was when you met her. You guys have had this fight and argument a plenty of time before. So, like, why are you even confused in this situation? But he loves her, he says. He calls her feisty, passionate Latina. I'm just going to leave that alone, actually. I'm moving on. They do a little bit of their backstory. So when we met them last season of B90... They had been together or together for nine months before they actually met in person. They fought the whole time he was there, if you guys remember that. And he looked at it as an ups and downs, but really it was just them fighting. And then they had the naked picture gate where she sent topless photos and called them naked photos. And he said, oh, they're not naked photos. You're just topless. She freaks out. She like tries to like verbally attack him, jump down his throat, tops off his head, his hat. But, you know, Gino has his backup hats in his, 
in his backpack, so that didn't phase him. Like he had like 10, 20 hats. <laughs> Anyways, they fought a lot, they fought a lot, and they didn't even make it the three weeks or two weeks or however long he was there without fighting, but he still proposed and um filed for the K-1 visa. It's been a year and it's still processing. And I believe that that's true still. April, uh, I'll ask her because, you know, she's an immigration attorney. But um, USCIS is still a little bit backlogged, which is the last thing that April told us. Um, so they're still kind of like catching up to all the COVID delays. So anyways... They argue a lot. That's all I see them doing is arguing, 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 because you know what? They're two different people. One person is a spender and one person is not a spender. One person wants that person to be a giver and the other person has a hard time giving without a fight. So here we are. So because they're fighting so much and because they feel like they need FaceTime, he's on his way to Panama to see her again. And it's going to be the make or break it situation. Either they get their relationship in line or they're not together anymore so he's excited he feels like he's bought new clothes and he's got new hats and he feels like he is the business y'all and i also took a picture of this one and i failed to mention about when they were in the salon and then he's like let me just text her and see if i can just buy one sample here and she's like, I don't do poopy emoji with one sample. I need them all mad emoji. End of the conversation. Tell it like it is. You knew who you were wanting to be with, Gino. Um, Karen says, does he still have those sandals? Uh, I didn't pay attention to his feet. I was still stuck on the hat. Karen, because that this the hats like whose idea was this whose idea was this do you all like this new hat or do you like the baseball hat let me know in the live chat if you're watching the replay let me know in the replay but do you like the this hat i'm calling it a fedora type hat or do you like the ball caps better or should he just suck it up and not wear a hat 24 7 Anywho, so he's got these new clothes that he's showing us. And you guys, why are they all Hawaiian shorts, shirts, shorts, like khakis and fedoras? Who, who took, who took you shopping and told you that this was a good look? Yeah, go ahead and just get a bunch of Hawaiian shirts, a couple of khakis, a bunch of fedoras, and you are going to look amazing. Oh my God. So not only are they arguing about finances, this couple too has to talk about the four things that uh, I tell you guys that are important. So they argue about finances and they argue about sex. Now, Jasmine's taking it really personally. She thinks that Gina's not attracted to her. So she wants to do all the things that she can to make him attracted to her. And he's saying, no, I'm attracted to you, but when we fight, I lose interest. So 
they have a like you guys saw it. They have a major situation when they try to get intimate, and it's not like a a full situation. It's a separate situation in order for them to have a complete a complete moment. Which I was just like, wow. <sighs> Wow. Wow. Uh, Peggy says no hat. And Vanessa says, as sensitive as he is with his lack of hair, you'd think he'd be sensitive to Jasmine's hair needs. Uh, Stevie says he needs to shave that last piece of hair and rock the bald head. So we flip over to uh, Jasmine, who I don't know, you guys, like I. I find her very entertaining, but I also feel like she um, has changed a bit this season. Anyone get that vibe as well? Because I was just, I don't know. I was a little surprised, but I was wondering if she's like making a character or something. I'm not sure. Something was just different because she was talking about how she's a perfectionist, how she's the whole package. She likes to look and feel perfect. And, you know, none of us are perfect. So, like, what does that even mean? And what message are you sending other people, other women, other young girls who, you know, perhaps are watching the show um, that you have to be perfect? And what does that even look like? Um, so she's in the doctor's office and she wants a JJ rejuvenation. So she wants to uh, tighten up and... Her doctor's like, you know, that's not a usual request. Like, yeah, it can be done, but we don't really get this request. And then she goes into this whole story about her intimate relationship with Gino, how he's not attracted to her, how he doesn't, like, complete the job, how he um, is just not, it's it's just not working for them. And so they fight about it because she says she's a very sexual being and she's not getting her needs met by him. But he too is not getting her needs met by her if he has to then go and, you know, finish off the job himself. So there's a disconnect. But instead of like both of them being grown ass adults and having conversation about it, they just like fight. They just fight. So she's saying all this stuff, saying that she has sex issues with Gino. And I'm not even going to get into it, but they have some major sex issues. And she feels like, you know, he doesn't desire me, doesn't want to be with me, tells all the details of her sex life. And he literally says, okay, I've heard enough. And I don't normally have these type of conversations <laughs> with my patients. Usually he's like, those are the conversations you have with like your girlfriends or you're at the bar or your happy hour, or whatever. That's not a conversation that we usually have like here and now. And she's like, you know, I know you're not a therapist, but you're a doctor. And He's like, yeah, I guess. Like, I guess. But I'm really not interested in hearing any more of this. <clears throat> so we find out that congratulations, because when we met Gino, he wasn't working. It was the pandemic and all this stuff. But he has a new job as an automotive engineer. And so he's happy about that. But I'm also sure he's happy because he now knows that he can also support Jasmine more. Um, but even that seemed to be a problem in their issue, in their relationship because she's used to talking to him all day, every day, whenever she remember. Remember, he couldn't even go to uh, the restaurant to pick up his to-go food 
without her freaking out and like, who are you talking to? And who is that woman? And all this stuff, right? So now you can imagine he has a job so he can't just pick up a, her every whim. So I guess they start fighting again. So they're video chatting. He has this new hat. Do you like it? She starts laughing. She starts fighting with him about the visa process. Have you checked on the visa? Have you checked on the visa? And here's the thing I didn't understand about that. He doesn't have control over USCIS. Like he does not have control over that government agency. It's going to come when it's going to come. So why are you getting mad at him? And then you're blaming him for doing it himself and not getting in a lawyer. And you think he did it wrong. Well, no, it just takes a long time. And so I couldn't, I was like, why is she mad at him? She, he doesn't work at that government agency. And then she freaks out. She says she's super stressed out because she's living in all these temporary places. So she has to move again. And so my first question was, well, why are you, where did you live before you met him? Why are you in temporary places? Who told you to move? And why did you move? So he, he proposes to you, you know, that that process is going to take a long time. So why not stay in the house or apartment or wherever the hell you were living until this process is complete? Why are you moving and going to literally temporary places? Also, why don't you just go and live with your mom? She loves you. She loves having you around. Like, I just don't understand why that that's his issue. But not only that, there's more. She's like freaking out that she doesn't want to live in any more temporary apartments. So he has to uh, come up with a new place. But she already has a new place in mind. It's a two-bedroom apartment in an exclusive gated community. It's $3,000 a month. He's like, why do you need two bedrooms? It's just you. Why do you need to spend $3,000? And she's like, I want it. It's my last month in Panama and I want to live like a queen. Also too, she needs the extra bedroom for her sister because her sister moved in with her. And I was like, okay, so now you expect Gino to not only support you, but support your sister as well. And then you want to live in an exclusive gated community for a month for what that just sounds to me like you're trying to keep up with the joneses and there's no one to keep up with what's the point of doing all that moving decorating the place for what you're you're if you're, it's only going to be for 30 days then i don't see the point of it and why are you spending extra money when you know when you come to america you're going to want all these things and you want to change gina's place around and also, too, you're not even working, so he's already supporting you on top of that. So I just, I'm really confused. I'm really confused. <clears throat> right? That, too, Susie B. And then where's your sister going when she comes to the U.S.? Like, let's think this through. And again, why is this Gino's problem? What did you do before you met Gino? So... I just keep writing that. Where does she live before, before Gino? So she also goes on to say that she needs this exclusive $3,000 a month apartment in Panama because she needs privacy for when he gets there. Now, the one good thing I'll say is that he's going to be there for three weeks. So three out of the four weeks, he's going to be there. So he's basically paying for the place that he's going to be staying as well. So that's a good thing. Um, and then he just talks more about how he loses the desire 
for her when they fight and they are constantly fighting. And here's the cherry on top. She literally, she literally is moving into the building where her ex-boyfriend lives and meets up with the ex-boyfriend who, by the way, looks like a younger Gordon Ramsay, but this dude doesn't cook. Um, what's his name? Dane. Meets up with Dane, tells Dane that he didn't even know, but tells Dane that she's moving into his apartment. Also, her fiance is going to come down. Dane's like, well, is that going to be weird for you? She's like, no, you know, it's not going to be weird. You know, we're not doing anything wrong. Well, it's going to be weird. And I would think it's weird that you specifically wanted to live where your ex-boyfriend lives. And even though you say you nothing's going on with him and you didn't think that he was your type and you had a short-term relationship because you find you found him uh, a little bit too boring, a little bit too delicate like a prince and not your style because you need chaos and passion. I was like, at least she's being honest. She literally says she needs chaos in her relationships where, again... I know I just mentioned this for Amanda, but I think that maybe Jasmine could also benefit from going to therapy because for you to describe that your ideal relationship is chaos and passion, that's a red flag to me. And that sounds to me like you don't really know what a healthy, happy relationship is. And the only way you seem to like to communicate is to yell until you get your own way. And I don't know if that's necessarily healthy. Right. And I just don't think it's healthy for you to say that, that, you know, chaos is what you're looking for. So then he talks, she's talking to Dane and explains this whole situation that I just talked about. So last season we saw that there was that whole scandal with Gino and I even reported on it where he had an ex-girlfriend that he used to be the sugar daddy too. And he was trying to make her jealous because they were kind of were on again, off again. And so he's like, I have this new woman, she's hot. And here are her topless photos. Apparently those topless photos got leaked, somehow got back to the school that she was teaching at because she was a teacher. Said that being a teacher was who she was and she really identified with being a teacher and loving love being a teacher. Um, but then she got banned because those topless photos went viral. So she doesn't work now. She says that Gino wrecked her career. And because Gino wrecked her career, she now, he now has to support her. Um, that's a whole lot. That's a whole lot. So like, I, I mean, obviously I don't know how it works in Panama, but couldn't you get like a, a job at a university teaching instead of maybe like a high school or whatever? Like, couldn't you, or couldn't you tutor or whatever? Like you could do something with your teaching credentials even if you couldn't go to a specific school that banned you. That's what I think. If I'm wrong, y'all tell me I'm wrong. But I think that she's like milking the situation because she can. And she knows that she's going to eventually just yell at Gino enough for him to cave in and give her what she wants. So here we are. 
Oh, chocolate cake. I love chocolate cake, Angelica. Um, crazy, crazy, just crazy, crazy, crazy. So let's go back because I want to make sure. Right, Susie? Did every school in Panama ban her? Every school in all of Panama? I doubt it. I really, really doubt it. Uh, let's go to here and present. Um, so here is Gina's cast, official cast photo. Again, you see him with a different color of the fedora hat. I think he's trying to do a whole branding situation. I don't know. I'm not into the new hats at all. Like, not at all. Okay. Next up. So this is just going to be a, literally a season of Jasmine and Gino fighting over money, over sex, over the relationship. I can already promise you that we met Dane for a reason, and Dane is going to be an issue in the relationship, and it's going to cause big friction. He's going to be there for three weeks, and they're going to fight probably two of the weeks that they're together, and then they'll make up just before it's time for him to go back. Oh, Wonderless, thank you. I'm loving Patreon. So glad I joined. It's because you have all the tea there, Wonderless. Hello. Yay. Thank you for that. I appreciate the kind words. Um, okay. Next up, you guys, can we just protect Tyree at all costs? Because let me, before I, I was shocked. If you haven't seen the episode and you don't want to be spoiled, then go ahead and not listen to this because I have a lot to say about Tyree. A lot. And the ending part, oh Lord, I just, I knew, you know what? I knew it was a catfish. I just wasn't, I wasn't sure what else we were going to do with this situation. I was shook and sad for him. First of all, first of all, Tyre, like, I feel for you. I get that this is all about self-esteem. I get this is about loving yourself and being picked on and feeling insecure and all the things. But, you know, you are loved in all your glory. And I, again, I fear for you for this 90-day fandom. I don't think that you're ready for the fans of 90-day fiance because they come in, they come in hot and they're coming in quick and they come in fierce. And if you don't have like, thick, 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 thick skin and a dead heart. I don't know if you're going to make it. I don't know if you're going to make it because listen, I just have a show that talks about 90 day. I run a couple of pages and all that stuff. And some of them come for me and I'm like, I'm not even on the show, but guess what? I'm also like thick skin by now, been through some things. So what I'm not about to do is let you attack me now. Put that on an international platform and whoo, Lord, like Tyree, I just see that you're kind spirited and you're, you're a, a caregiver and you know, you've got some insecurities and I just don't know if, if it's going to be a good fit. 
I just don't know. And I'm going to try to do my best to protect you at all costs. But, yeah, you know, these keyboard warriors, they're going to come for you, unfortunately. And it's going to be hard on you. So, you know, chin up, chin up, Tyree, chin up. Yes, you guys, I said thick skin and a dead heart. <laughs> okay. Now, the other thing, because I have to take this down because I really need you guys to, to see what I'm saying. When I was sitting on my couch, minding my own business on a Monday, coming off of my birthday weekend. So, you know, I'm still a little bit, woo, right? Like a little bit extra. But when I, and I take notes, here's my notebook. I take notes. And so when I'm writing and I just finished going through, oh, I skipped Riley, but I'm going to come back to Riley because Riley was actually next, but it's because Tyree is just blowing my mind. So when I look up and I did, I'm just going to say it. And I guess I'm part of the 90 day fandom. I'm just going to say it. I looked up and I said, I know that they do not have this black man playing the ukulele in a forest by himself, by a tree where no one's around him like he's some crazy weirdo and then not only is he playing a ukulele but then he's rapping i'm playing the ukulele in the forest all by myself i heard the ukulele bling a ling a ling a ling makes you sing a ling a ling i was like what in the cockamamie nonsense am i seeing right here and then as if the ukulele wasn't enough and the rapping wasn't enough you made him whistle I had to look up and pay attention because I was like, I, what we're not about to do, because Ty Ray seems like a very sweet guy. What we're not about to do is make this like the clown show because I am already not here for it. He's already, he seems fragile. Do you know what I mean? Like he seems fragile. He seems pure. He seems like he should be, like he could be on like Mr. Rogers or, or, or like, I don't know, one of those shows where you're just like all happy all the time and and life is roses and ponies. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he's, he's gone. And don't get me wrong. Seems like he's gone through a lot. And we're going to talk about that as well. But he still has like an open heart, you guys. He still is like pure. You know, he's not, he's not dead to the world like all of us. All of us. All y'all in the live chat. All y'all that are going to watch the replay. You know what I mean? You long-term 90 day fans like myself, we're just, we're just hard hearted. He's fresh. He's fresh. And like, you know, I could see him like gallivanting through the orchid. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, we are not his people. I'm going to try to be his people. But like, we're not as people, we, we, not me, but y'all have a lot to say about a lot of people all the time. And it's never good. 
So like, I just don't know how he's going to come and play in a, in the sandbox with us because he's all happy and free and we're all like crazy inmates. Do you know what I mean? Like it, that's exactly what it is. It's like someone who's never committed a crime before. And all of a sudden he's like, Hey, you know, I, um, picked up this hundred dollars and I, I guess I didn't realize that it was like fraudulent. And so now he's got to spend 30 days in, in jail when he gets to jail and all us hooligans who are hardened 90 day criminals, because we watched the show from day one are all there and we're going to all have something to say. And I just feel bad for him. All right. Oh, you know what? You're right. Penguin pound said, we thought Mike from New York was like that also. And then we were dead wrong. Yes, we were. We were dead wrong about Mike. Incel Mike. Okay. Um, I feel like that about him now. Right now. Today. <laughs> Stevie, you get it. It's like Oz. You get it. You get it. So I feel like that about him today. Okay. He just seems, I mean, look, he still has the sparkle in his eye. He still has joy in his face. We, we don't have that. We're, we just don't have that. I mean, by we, I mean you all. <laughs> so we find out that Ty, uh, Tyree is 33. He's from Modesto, California. And that was the other thing. Like you're from California. So like, you know, Tyree, like, I feel like you could just, I, I just don't think you should be on the show. I just feel like you could just maybe make some friends and like go on an app and like keep it pushing. But what do I know? He gets along with everyone. He's outgoing, but you know, he does feel insecure because of his weight. Uh, you know, he's bullied as a kid. He moved around a lot. He didn't have a lot of friends. Um, and so he used food as a crutch and a comfort. And now it's been so long that he's afraid to put himself out there. Uh, he's still a virgin, which, you know, I think that we're seeing a lot of that this season on multiple shows. And he also is a full-time caregiver to his mom, Whitney, who he lives with now had to quit his job and become her full-time caretaker because they found out that she had a tumor in her brain. They took the tumor uh, out, but she had a stroke. And so she is um, recovering from that or living through that. Now, what we find out about Tyre is that he's not the only uh, sibling kid. He's got two brothers and two sisters, but they're, all in relationships, they have kids, all this stuff. And he really wants to have that for himself as well. Um, but the mom predominantly relies on Tyree. And I was wondering if he's the last child, cause he's giving me that last child vibe, right? Like where he's like, the mom just is like, no, I have all these other kids. They were like the throwaway kids. And the youngest is like my favorite and I'm gonna make him do everything for me. Anyways, he quit his job to take care of his mom full time. And then we find out, you know, he's had some trauma in his life as well. So uh, he's working through that. And his dad uh, died when he was four years old, got in an argument uh, and got shot and killed. And so 
he's dealing with a lot of that, right? So he's dealing with insecurities and some, he's holding on to some trauma. And then he meets, well, I'm not even going to say meets. He has been talking to this person online. And I do want to reiterate for the millionth time that I do not believe that you can be in a real relationship if you're only online. And I got to tell you something else before I get into Carmela. How old are we? And what year do we live in? It's 2023. I don't know when that show Catfish started, but I'm sure it's like at least 10 years old, right? 15 years old. Okay. And before Catfishing, I'm sure there was some other show. We're in 2023. How do we not know what Catfishing is? How are you, if you're going to go ahead and meet someone online, okay, go ahead and not waste your time. I'm going to give you a few pointers. Okay. So you meet someone on um, Hinge. Okay. You meet someone on Hinge and you guys are texting or whatever back and forth. You should only do that for no more than a week before you meet in real life. Okay. Because you're doing all the, what, what's your favorite color and how many siblings do you have? And what are your goals and aspirations and your last relationship and all the fucking stupid questions that you, you have to get through all the time. Like, here's your, here's your dating resume. Blah. So you do all that. And then maybe you like meet up for tapas or drinks or whatever, coffee, tea for a walk, whatever. And then you realize that there's no real like connection in life. And so you have to do it all over again. Why bother? That's why you should not be talking to someone for four years and not have actually met them. And what you're not about to do in 2023 is spend four years talking to someone strictly on Snapchat, never having a phone call. So you don't know what the person's voice is like, never video chatting. So you're not even seeing what they look like in real life. And you know what? I know that hostages do this. Okay. Hostages do this. And I think that at the very least, if you're going to give me a cockamamie story saying that you're too shy to video chat or you don't like video chatting, I'm going to take you to the hostage days and tell the person to go ahead and make a sign and put today's date on it and take a quick snap so you know that that person is real. Because what... <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so extra. Because <sighs> what you're not about to do is spend four years talking to someone daily, chatting with them, saying that you're soulmates and that's your girlfriend and you have not actually ever really met them. You, I can't even say in real life. You haven't even seen them on screen. You've just seen snaps of them. But meanwhile, Tyre, sweet, sweet Tyre, is in love with Carmela, who he calls his girlfriend, who's 27 from Barbados. And I just said, what? That was my, that was my note, what? Because you guys, I'm going to tell you a little something. When I saw 
the pictures of Carmela, I could tell you right away that that was not an island girl. I could tell you right away that that woman was not from Barbados. I could tell you right away that that was a picture, a video of whatever, of an African-American woman, and that was it, that was living in America. Okay? But I was even, I think that that person exists. I think that that person is like from, you know, an OnlyFans site or or whatever. Right? She was giving Atlanta 100% midwife K. So, but, you know, not everyone's familiar with that. I understand it. So they're chatting da- daily. She doesn't work. So that already tells me that he's been sending her money. Doesn't He doesn't mention that though, but I guarantee you that if this person specifically said that she was not working, that he was spending money and she was doing all the lovey-dovey stuff because she wanted to continue that money train. So what is she bringing to the table? So the person that you've been talking to for four years that you've never seen on screen, you never heard their voice, you never video chatted with them. What is she providing? Well, she's providing emotional support for you, you say. Okay. Now, in my opinion, and I'm no therapist, but in my opinion, if I was looking at this from the outside, which I am, I would say that this all stems back to his insecurity. He wants to live in this fantasy and he wants to have this person make him feel good and provide the emotional support that he is getting from the attention that he's so desperately craving. And so he does not want to burst the bubble. So when the producer said, well, have you ever asked her to like vid- to video chat? And Tyre says, yeah, I did, but she just kind of ignored it. So I didn't want to push it. You also didn't want to push it because you didn't want to burst the bubble. You didn't want for whatever fantasy and relationship for four years that you've built up in your head to not be true. And that's sad, but that's true. So doesn't work. You're probably sending money. No video chats, no talks on the phone, and you want to see her, but you're on a budget because guess what? You're a full-time caregiver and you got to take care of your mom. And so what happens, you want to go to Barbados and you want to meet her because you feel like you love her and you've already had conversations and not conversations, snaps with her that... Uh, you've gone to the jewelry store and looked at rings and you want to propose. Now, I've heard some wild things in my days, y'all. Some wild things. I've seen a lot. You've seen a lot from 90 Day Fiance. We've seen a lot of stuff. Jewelry store for someone you haven't even heard their voice, but you want this is your soulmate. This is what I'm trying to tell you. This, all of this 90 day stuff, Tyre, you need to protect, be protected because we want to talk crazy, but I'm not going to talk too crazy because I really see that you do have a pure heart and you're, you're a kind individual. And also that you also already have a lot of trauma and you're lonely. So I'm going to just leave it there 
But I promise you, you're only 33 years old. You should know better. You should know better. And I get that you've never been in a relationship and that you are craving love and attention. But I just worry, friend. I worry for you. So then here's what happens next that was just mind-blowing. David, the producer, comes in. And David says, hey, Tyree, can I... Can we have a talk? Can I talk to you outside? And Tyra's like, sure. Like, what's up? Producer's like, hey, we learned some info about Carmela. And before I tell you what it is, you know, if you decide that you don't want to keep filming or if you don't want us to use the footage, just let me know. And you could see poor Tyra's face just fall. And he's like, what, what is it? Well, Carmela's not been honest with you. And we tried reaching out to her a few times. We finally connected and had a full-on conversation. And the person you've been messaging is not the same woman in the pictures and the videos. The person that you've messaged admitted that that's not them and that they're not who they said they were. Then the big kicker, this whole time, you've been messaging a man. Now, I have questions. I'm sure you have questions. Where is this man located? How is it that the producers had, what, one day of just, hey, hey, Carmela. Old dude said you guys have been in a long distance relationship because you know how the casting works. So like, why is this all just coming out right now? I just don't understand. They vet both people, do they not? And then be like, hey, yeah, okay, this is what we're doing. This is how we're filming. These are going to be your filming dates. Production's going to come here. They're going to come there. And then we're going to make that happen. So no one did that for them. I just have to, I just don't understand. So then what? We clearly see from the previews for next week and for the rest of the season that he is like on a fact-finding mission and Tyree wants to get to the bottom of it. He wants to meet whoever this, this person is. And, you know, why did you do it? Four years? I'm going to tell you why you did it, because Tyree was probably sending money over to him. <sighs> oh, Tyree, Tyree, Tyree. Right, Susie B. In Nigeria with the Williams facts. Although the Williams said, remember he said he was in England? We never even found out where that fool was, was because guess what? He was just not a real person. Okay. Next up, Riley. Oh, Riley. Riley, Riley, Riley. Oh, Riley. Crystal says, best possible outcome is Tyree's actually an actor. I actually found him on um, Instagram. And I got to tell you, he looks like he's living his best life. So oh, Riley. Okay, Riley, 48 from Pennsylvania. I'm just going to be real here. Can I be real here? Is this a safe space? 
Uh, I think that Riley has an Asian fetish. And just like how we've seen that in the past, um, that's what his thing is. And I know they tried to blur it out, but I think all of Riley's uh, exes have been Asian. And I think that that's something that, you know, is a conversation in and of itself. Um, I do think that Riley, because we know he was in the military, uh, I have some questions. So first of all, he's in the military, so he probably was stationed abroad a lot, and that's probably where this fetish is coming from. Um, but I also know, too, that most people that are in the military, they get married really, really young, because part of it is that because they're away, they want to have a military family, so like they um, get married really young and have kids really quickly, and then the family just moves along with them. I mean, that's like every single military person that I've ever experienced. So my question is then, what's up with Riley? Why is he 48, and what's his story, and, and what's his background? Because what was interesting is that he gave everyone else's background, including Violet's background, but he only told us about his work situation, past and present. And I was like, mm. Riley, too, is someone that I think is dealing with trauma. He probably has some PTSD from uh, being in the military. I think that he even acknowledges there's a lot going up in his in lot going on in his head. Um, and the simple fact that he wants to say I love you, but doesn't want to say I love you because he doesn't want to get hurt. Because anytime he says I love you, then that person leaves him. It's like a whole thing too, like. Again, I keep mentioning therapy. Riley should should go to therapy and figure out what his issues are because I think that when you force a specific type for a specific reason where your trauma is held, then you're just going to continue to do the same thing and get the same results. That being said, he's a record head. I too love records as well. <clears throat> Apparently he had like 20,000 of them. I definitely do not have that. Um, but I do like the sound that records make. Um, he's And here's the other thing that I just don't even believe. So he's living in Pennsylvania. He says he's from Jamaican, Jamaica, Queens, New York. Y'all, are there any New Yorkers in the house? Any New Yorkers in the house? Okay, I spent a lot of time in New York. And specifically Jamaica, Queens is... It's a whole vibe. It's a whole vibe, y'all. Trust me on that. It's a whole vibe. It's a whole, like, vibe. And he ain't got it. He ain't got it. So I'm like, what part of Jamaica, Queens are you from? And how long did you live? Like, like were you born there and then you moved away? Because you are not given NY vibes at all. Okay, but anyways, that's a side note. Um, Talks about his records. Apparently, he really loves Elton John. Um, loves jazz music and has a dog named Mila. Was in the military, uh, public safety. He works for public safety for the US government now. And then he talks about his trauma. He had his first serious relationship. Uh, he popped by. That's why you should just not pop by people's houses, y'all. <clears throat> um, there you go. Hey, Susie. I worked in Jamaica, Queens. Am I wrong, Susie? Does he, is he giving you Jamaica, Queens vibes? So he goes, rat-a-tat-tat, rat-a-tat-tat. 
on his uh, serious relationship's door. She won't open it. He starts, you know, banging on the door, finally opens it. She gets caught cheating. It's the whole guy in the closet business. And then it's someone that he actually introduced her to. So heartbroken. Mended his heart for, uh, took him a couple of years to mend his heart. He met someone else. And uh, she's like, hey, I got to go pick up some things in Philly. And she never came back. So traumatized. So what does this dude do? Decides that he's going to go on a Vietnamese dating app. He meets Violet one week after that second long-term relationship left him. Because, you know, he can't be alone and deal with whatever trauma he's holding on to. Met Violet, who's 43. Um... Uh, from Vietnam. He's excited about her. And uh, they have a video chat. I told you about his uh, I don't love you situation and why he doesn't say I love you. So instead he decides that it's a good thing to give her the birds, put up his middle finger. She does it to him. They think it's a cute lovey-dovey thing. And then he says something that I think was like, super weird and I'm still wrapping my mind around. He says that Violet told him that Vietnamese women, when they say something, they don't actually mean it. It's the opposite of what they mean. Now, I don't want to get super deep, but I'm just telling you that that's, that sounds problematic to me. All of it just sounds problematic. And for you to like generalize all Vietnamese women like that, for something that sounds so nonsensical, I'm having a hard time with it. So <clears throat> he's messed up. His head is a jungle, he says, but he feels like Violet understands him. Uh, we meet his friend, Sean and Tiffany uh, at a Juneteenth celebration. Uh, Juneteenth is coming up uh, again this year. So happy Juneteenth early. And uh, they're not for it. They don't think he should go. They think that he doesn't know her. All the things are, are all the things that we say all the time. And they ask the questions that we ask all the time. Have you sent money? And he paused, you guys. He, at, he paused and acted like he doesn't. And then tried to say that he only sent Violet's daughter $100 for her birthday. And you know that he's lying. He's lying because he doesn't want to feel like he, he's being taken advantage of. Because it has to be true love. And then he's like, you know, if all works out, you know, he's going to go there for three weeks. He can't wait to love on her and be with her. And and he gets along with her 20-year-old and 16-year-old daughter really well. And if all else goes great, he wants to marry Violet and bring her kids back to the U.S. Yeah, you know what? That's what Violet wants, too. Okay. That being said, um, he plans to go down to Vietnam and he's bringing, and I quote, a promise ring. I said, how old is Riley? Aren't promise rings for when you're in high school? So you, so 
And like, so are you going to buy a promise ring? And then if all else, like how, what's the etiquette on that? Do you then buy an engagement ring if you decide that you're going to keep your promise? Stupid. And he's going to go ahead and, and still go and still give this promise ring if it all works out, even though there are red flags in this situation as well. So if she A, lied when they met online on the Vietnamese dating site and was still married, says she's divorced, but I don't believe it. I don't even think she's divorced yet. I think that she is get, liking the attention. I also, too, think that she's getting money from him. Um, but wasn't divorced. They worked through it. They fought about it. Um, and then she told him to get off the dating apps because, you know, this is what she's doing. Let me get all the international boyfriends that I can to send me all the money that they can. So I want to make sure that they're not all still on the app, seeing me on the app, do my thing. So go ahead and get off the app, by the way. He does. They fight. He goes back on the app and oh, lo and behold, guess what? There she is still. Woosa. All right, moving on. Oh, Ty Ray. The other person that we meet that we also need to protect at all costs. And I have to just tell you that uh, one of the things that I think that I've decided to do on my pages, uh, if you don't follow 90 Day the Melanated Way, Go ahead and follow it on social medias because we are going to learn ASL this season. Because I think that even if we learn a few things, like I can do L-I-N-D-A as my name, I think that, you know, it's a skill that we can all have. And and David has inspired me because I just felt so much for him. I felt so much for him. So, so much. And again, just like I said about Ty Ray, just like I said about Amanda, I just don't know if this is, I don't know if we're your people. I don't know if this 90 day fiance community is, is, is going to be kind hearted enough. I pray that we are just going to hopefully shed some of our hard skin, like a snake does and really try to behave ourselves this season because there are a lot of people on this season that I just know have pure hearts and don't know what they really got into. That being said, David 42, Nebraska, uh, born deaf. (sighs) Oh, thanks, Brittany. Thanks, Brittany. My God, I know more than I, I remember more than I remembered. Ah! Uh, thank you so much for the super sticker. Thank you. Um, okay, David, born deaf. Doesn't know how it happened. Just he was born deaf. Um, <clears throat> likes to play arcade games. Um, he likes to feel like the vibration of like the pinball machines and, and such. Uh, It brings him back to his childhood days and childhood memories. Uh, And he says, you know, he's a kid at heart. And then here's, here's what, here's what Sharp Entertainment did for us. You guys, they're really trying to make us better people. Okay. All y'all, you know who you are in the live chat. 
they're trying to make us fans better people because this is what they did, you guys. He went, he goes into the candy store and they made it so that we can experience what he's experienced and it was just silent. And he was trying to get uh, the clerk's attention. Um, but he's he also doesn't speak. So he's using his hand gestures to try to summon hers over. But in the meantime, you could feel it on national TV. You could feel that silence. And I already was like, my heart, my heart. Oh, my heart. Okay. So. He uh, gives us kind of like a day in the life situation. So he shows us like what he likes to do. Uh, we find out that he has two jobs. He uh, stocks shelves at a grocery store as well as he cleans in a casino and he loves it. And he loves it, you guys, again, with my little heart because he loves seeing people having a good time. Um, and I'm sure part of that is just like seeing the hustle and bustle and, and like, oh, I feel like I'm going to cry. Uh, okay. On his days off, he likes to walk. He likes to feel the breeze on his face. Uh, it makes him happy. Um, but he also explains to us that it's very important for him to stay alert. So he's always surveying the situation, right? Um, <clears throat> he explains to us that he was born into a hearing family and it was a difficult time. Uh, he had a hard time communicating with his parents. I had a question here. I was like, did his parents not learn ASL? Like, I, that's your child. That's the first thing that you have to do. He didn't say that, but I'm just, that's my question because they sent him away to a deaf boarding school. That's where he learned sign. And he stayed at that deaf boarding school until he was 20 years old when he graduated. My other question is that, um, and I don't know how it works. And I'm just like last season with, I, just like last season, this season is something I need to learn and um, I need to learn more about the ASL community. So I, I welcome you all to learn with me. So some of the questions I ask, if they sound like, you know, ignorant a bit, it's because I don't know and I want to know. But my question is, if he, you know, basically spent his whole life until he was 20 at this deaf boarding school where he learned to sign, wouldn't they also teach him how to read lips or is that something separate because he he explains to us that um he doesn't read lips he but he obviously knows it uh asl um so when he graduated he had a really tough time in the real world because most people don't know asl so it was hard for him and he can't speak and he can't read lips so it's hard for him sometimes to connect with people um and then, um, you know, he talked about how he like tries to stay positive, but sometimes he gets lonely. He wants a family. He wants a wife. Uh, he's like, you know, I'm open to dating hearing or deaf or hard of hearing persons. Um, and he was like, but I've been getting a lot of no's and it really hurt his feelings. Oh, 
Oh my gosh, so like um oh, so like uh no one wants to be rejected. Um, so it hurt his feelings because he really, really, really wants to be in a relationship and wants to share his life with someone. Um uh Brittany says uh reading lips is not inherent. And reading lip, yeah, isn't inherent, but ASL is a very specific language. Like, think of the alphabet, reading lips is subjective. Thanks, Brittany. Um, okay, so. He fell in love with a deaf woman six years ago, and he felt really happy, much happier. He felt better. He felt like he wasn't alone but then she cheated, so they broke up. And he was sad again. Aw. You should come on the show, Brittany, and teach us some, some ASL. I love it. That's what I want to do. I'm going to learn. I already showed you my L-I, wait, L-I-N-D. Wait, no, I'm doing it wrong. L-I-N-D. N D A. Right? And thank you. Right? Is that right, Brittany? Okay, so <clears throat> gets cheated on. They break up. He goes online to a Facebook group for deaf singles and he meets Sheila. And apparently, Sheila was born hearing and then somewhere over the years had some hearing impairment and she now uses hearing aids uh she does speak some english she's learning asl so they do all of their communication via text now sheila has a 12 year old son that he is going to have to get along with and meet um in the Philippines. So Sheila, he calls her his girlfriend. She's 31. She's from the Philippines. And he's going to go to the Philippines to meet her in real life, finally. And then you guys, I have to put his little face up. He's like, I love Sheila forever. We've been dating for 853 days. So he's going to the Philippines to meet her in real life. And then you guys, because you know, I want I need to know more about him. Where is his family? Do they support him? Because he goes to the bar like in his neighborhood regularly. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever been in the service industry, but uh if you have and you've bartended or waitressed or waited or served or any how or whatever you want to call it, um regulars think that you're like their besties and they will come in specifically um, to see you. And that's what's happening here. So David's like, yeah, I'm friends with the bartender um, because he's a regular there. And he gets to the bar, the bar, he orders a beer, he tells the bartender his whole story, how he's going to the Philippines to finally meet his girlfriend in real life. And he does it all via like the translator to voice app. Uh, and part of it, he says, is smiley face, licking lips, smiley face, which I just thought was really adorable. 
bartender's like, hey, do you have any doubts? And David goes on to explain that his friends and family are worried because they don't want him to continue to send money to Sheila, which he already has. But he feels like that's my girlfriend, so he wants to help her. And here, okay. So he explains, David explains that Sheila didn't ask him for any money for the very first year that they were quote unquote together. And then she thought she started asking much recently in the second year. Um, and I don't know about you all. I'm not saying, I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but this story sounded a little fantastical for my liking. So she started asking for money because first her house was destroyed by a fire. Then she lost her job because of COVID. Then a typhoon hit her house. So in the course of a year, he sent her about $3,000. Um, I just think it's a little worrisome. And Mark, the bartender, thinks it's a little worrisome as well. Um, you know, Mark thinks this may be a little bit of a fairy tale. And I hope it's not for David's sake. Because, you know, when he said at the end he wants to trust it's real... If not, he will be broken. I believed him, you guys. I believed him. He just wants to be loved. And I think he deserves it. Uh, I'm going to jump into the chat real quick. Uh, Crystal says, I appreciate him being honest about sending money. I know some others sent money and are lying. Facts. Uh, Brittany says, later I learned you can shift your TV to ASL. Yes, it's different than simple closed caption. Oh, that's great. I'm going to look into that. Um... What else I have here? Oh. Vanessa says, but she lives in the Philippines. They get weather and the homes aren't really weather resistant. And C. Cruz says, I thought we seen how devastated the house was. We did in the preview. We did. We did, you guys. And, you know, I, I mean, we did. We did. And he doesn't know if he can stay there because the house is worse than than he thought it would be. And maybe it's just my cold, dead heart. But, you know, could it possibly be like it's a, a major ruse? Could that be it, too? Like, this is all part of the shenanigans? Because she has a... Okay. Let me just stop right there. We'll see. I'm just going to say we'll see. But those of you guys that have been with a long, long time, you know that my gut is like really accurate. And so if my gut is on high alert, there's a reason why it's on high alert. <sighs> so that being said, uh, you guys don't forget to like, and subscribe. I'm really like blown away by this, this season. I think there's going to be a lot of juicy things to get into. And let's just hope that all of these cast members, and we haven't even met all of the cast members. Uh, maybe I'll do that real quick for you guys. 
Uh, next week, when we meet more cast members, we still have, and I don't know all their names. I knew them on, actually, I'm not going to do it because I don't know all their names. I'll introduce them as we go along. Um, C. Cruz says, I'm trying to stay positive. Susie's like, they live in the burned out typhoon house now. Yes, they do. Uh, Linda inhales deeply. She exhaled and raised her voice, then says X, Y, Z. That's ASL. Thanks, Brittany. Linda and the dead hearts chat. That part, dead hearts and thick skin. All right, you guys. Love y'all. I love the you. Oh my gosh. I don't even know where that came from. All right, you guys. Bye for now.